This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello and welcome back to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Strategy at Acadia, and I'm back again with a recap of Amazon Prime Day. Every year, it's a night that we stay up a little bit later for, or a couple of nights. In fact, there was a, uh, a screenshot that I came back to, to see of our advertising team connecting literally after midnight on a on a Google Hangout to talk about how the day was going and what their takeaways were. So it's just one of those periods. I'm sure everyone listening to, to this podcast has had the same experience. A couple of other comments from the team, like having a month's worth of coffee ready for those two days, a really exciting time. And the data that came out from Amazon um, over the weekend says that it was again, yet again, every year, they say they broke a new record. So certainly have seen that trend play out among our clients at Acadia, which is very welcome, very good thing. Lots of clients uh, smashed through prior Prime Day records, prior sales records, and had a really, really good event. So on this episode, I'm going to break down what made 2023 Prime Day so successful for some of those brands. What were the factors at play? How is it different to previous Prime Days? Some trends that we saw at Acadia around advertising and promotions and things like that, that I will share some high level details of. We did put together Ross and Joao on our team, collaborated on a blog post recap that's over on the Acadia blog. That's acadia.io, A-C-A-D-I-A.io slash blog. You can see the recap there that covers off a lot of these themes. I'm simply coming in, uh, riding off the back of their good work. Thanks, guys. And adding in some other commentary that I picked up um, looking through our uh, client results and commentary in Slack as well, and just adding in some extra thoughts there too. So if you'd prefer a, a written recap, something to forward onto your colleagues, then uh, certainly suggest that you check out that recap on our blog over there. Right, so let's dig in. So first thing, um, as I said, Amazon said this year's Prime Day was the biggest ever. The first 24 hours of the event marked the biggest sales day in the company's history. And this sort of reflects a general trend we we see each year, which is that the day one of prime, the Prime Day event, which is typically over several days, day one generally performs the best for most brands. Not all of them, but um, more people are out there excited about Prime Day on, on day one, I guess. I will also share some of the some of the recaps, a recap that I saw from Perpetua looking at sales growth year over year. So they saw a, a year over year sales growth increase of 87.5%, which is pretty astounding. And ACOS average decrease of 9%. So they said Prime Day was not only one of the biggest we've seen to date, but also one of the most profitable. So when you when Perpetua looked at their sales over Prime Day, 
compared to a 14-day trailing average. Sales were up 315% on average. Electronics dominated category growth both days. Conversion rates saw a massive increase year over year. And hourly traffic saw peak periods around working hours, which is pretty interesting. So most people are shopping uh, on the clock <laughs> over Prime Day. So that's, that's pretty interesting. So that's good data. You know, all of the ad tech companies put out great overviews and recaps using a lot, you know, hundreds, thousands of brands. So always recommend checking out those for, for high level trends and then at a category level as well. That's where things can get particularly interesting too, because different categories have different quirks and, and behaviors too. So the first trend here is more brands in our client cohort were all in for Prime Day. So I've shared this a couple of times why I'd, I'd before the event, I believe that this year's Prime Day was going to be a big hit, which, you know, it's not that crazy a prediction, to be honest. Like, it, it's always a bigger year than it was the prior year. But I saw a couple of things sort of from a macro standpoint that made me think more brands would be investing in this year's Prime Day. And that's really because the last two years we've had supply chain challenges, like literally getting inventory, particularly if you source inventory from overseas. It was very challenging for a while. If you remember Shipageddon, a lot of brands just could not get inventory. It was very expensive. They were running out of stock. And so it was hard to justify running big deals and discounts when you didn't have enough inventory. Um, you, you couldn't sell anything or you were trying to bridge a gap between, you know, being out of stock for a long time. Finally, you have stock. Why would you run a big discount again? So that was the issue sort of in circa 2020. And then in, in 2022, we saw more of an issue around price adjustments that needed to be made. So cost of manufacturing, logistics and shipping, labor, all of the costs through the supply chain were just going up and up and brands needed to adjust their prices. And in around last year, for a lot of our clients, they had not actually passed on those price increases yet. They were planning to or they had just introduced a price increase after eating increased costs for a little while. And so they weren't ready to, again, do big deals and discounts because they didn't have the margin baked in to their um, retail prices yet. Both of those issues have since been resolved. Pricing is, has been corrected and we're not dealing with those supply chain challenges anymore. And then the third macro uh, trend, of course, is the economy and consumers generally being a little bit more cautious choosing to spend more on travel and experiences rather than stuff. Um, a lot of those purchases that were brought forward during COVID for home goods and electronics and things like that, there was a big argument made that you know, people had already bought the new TVs and the laptops and the office chairs and the patio settings and things like that, and they weren't going to upgrade for a while. So this year, as brands have sort of seen those consumer trends, they are really coming out and trying to entice more um, spending. So that was the backdrop. And certainly amongst our cohort of clients, we saw more brands going all in for Prime Day, by which I mean 
they ran deals and discounts. So this year, 80% of our clients ran deals and discounts on Prime Day compared to 69% in 2022. And I don't have the number in front of me, but I do recall that 2021, the number was even lower. So um, it's it certainly played out that way. You think about it from a customer perspective as well. If, if our 80% of clients is at all representative or even somewhat of the number of brands running deals, that's a pretty meaningful and enticing shopping event. If I log on to Amazon and I'm going through my wish list and I'm going through my shopping cart and I'm seeing all of this stuff on uh, on sale, that's a great experience. It's going to make me want to spend longer looking for other deals, browsing around, oh maybe I should, you know, buy some extra birthday gifts now or like stock up on something that I might have bought next month. So that was a big reason I think why Prime Day this year was was a winner was uh, because some of those supply chain issues have resolved and brands are really wanting to to make the most of this moment with customers when they're out looking for deals of the types of deals that we generally ran the most and were most popular it was coupons coupons are easy they don't require much forward planning unlike some other um, deals that you need to run Um, So almost 40% of our clients used coupons to push deals and they, those coupons saw a 322% increase in daily sales compared to the average two weeks prior. So pretty good that that's fairly comparative to other types of deals that you need to pay for that you need to book in advance. Obviously it's, it's good to have a mix, but as I talked about a few episodes ago, We've seen all manner of glitches and bloopers and technical issues with discounts during Prime Day and other big sales events. And so coupons are one of those sort of backup options that we always have ready to run if a Prime exclusive deal or a Lightning deal just glitches and, and doesn't show. Um, so we had a lot of coupons on in, in rotation this year. One word of caution was um, for brands who didn't run deals what that merchandising looked like from Amazon so we had one client in the electronics category who didn't run deal run run deals when we looked at the uh, results page for their branded terms for the brand searching for the brand name there was a big carousel of prime day deals on the results page for that branded search term for all the competitors. So I'm searching for X brand on Amazon and all of these Prime Day deals show up for competing brands. So Amazon's really like from a UI perspective, really promoting those deals. And for a brand that didn't run a deal, they were really kind of losing out in terms of attention. Those Prime Day deals really do show up very visually in search. So um, this client was lost lost out pretty pretty wildly on their conversion rate and overall uh, sales results so I do appreciate that you know there can be supply chain issues or profitability issues that mean you don't want to run deals Um, but just to keep in mind if you if you do have high expectations for this sales day but don't run those 
discounts and all of your competitors are? There's the answer. I do recall when, when I was browsing around on Prime Day, there was a hydration product that I've purchased in the past. It was a competitor to Liquid IV and I've bought this product a few times. I think I had even subscribed to it and I saw an ad for this hydration product. It was like a sponsored brand ad, I think. Clicked clicked on that ad, went through to it. This is during Prime Day and there was no discount. But as soon as I get to that product detail page, there are ads for Liquid IV <laughs> who are running deals. And that those products are, were heavily merchandised to me, both paid and organic. So this is this this point that I make whenever someone's like, oh, we just don't see the point of running deals on Prime Day. We just, we think the margin is not there and people are going to buy anyway. Well, I, just from a user standpoint, you're really taking a gamble that those customers are obsessed fans that only want to buy your brand and are not going to be convinced by a competitor who might have, might be running a 30% discount that day. So I think, you know, it's it, you've got to be in it to win it on Prime Day and um, certainly have seen a number of those examples with our clients who don't run discounts. And just to say that uh, I'm not biased with this. We don't, we don't benefit financially when our clients run discounts. It's just what we see work. So yeah, I, if there's anyone out there who needs to hear that cold, hard truth, I can, I can tell you categorically for our cohort of clients who don't run deals, um, we, we don't see that great results for. And we did do, put together a, a bit of a study on this um, last year as well. If, if that data is going to be helpful for you, check out the uh, Acadia blog for that as well. On the theme of pay to play, let's talk about advertising. And this is another area where brands who participate in advertising are rewarded for that effort. So um, of course, ad spend rose year over year, reflecting an annual um, trend uh, of increased CPCs as well. So it's not just that you're spending more overall, it's that it costs more to run ads on Prime Day. And this is something else I hear from brands. Oh, it's so expensive to advertise on Prime Day. Maybe we'll just avoid it. And we, we did a study on that on the blog called Should You Go Dark Over Prime Day and looked at our cohort of clients who did and didn't advertise around Prime Day and what kind of effect that had over time. So short answer is advertising over Prime Day is very important. I would also say it's not even advertising only over those days. One trend that we did find is that brands who only advertise during the event didn't perform anywhere nearly as strongly as brands who ramped up and prepared for the event ahead of time. So what you want to do with advertising prior to Prime Day is get in front of potential customers, make them aware of your brand if they're not familiar with it, consider your product, have it top of mind before Prime Day because during Prime Day, yes, the ads are expensive. People are in a bit whipped into a frenzy during Prime Day. They are just checking out whatever came to mind, like, oh, what have I been looking for? What's on my wish list? What's something that I'd, I need to get 
for the family or for a gift or whatever. They're shooting from the hip a lot of the time or looking at listicles from magazines and publications about telling them what they should buy. So what brands really need to be doing is preparing well ahead of Prime Day, months ideally, to start building those audiences, getting the products and brand in front of them. So when Prime Day comes around, we can retarget those audiences with ads. They haven't just heard of your brand and the uh, the conversion rate's gonna be a lot better. The types of ads you can run in order to be effective is going to be different. And that's a key point for this year. And overall, much, much better results from those brands who geared up for Prime Day rather than a blast effect. So on that note, sponsored brand ad types. So these are the more sort of creative brand ad types. We can run video in this ad placement and they often are at the top of the search results page. This ad type is generally used for brand awareness, getting people familiar with the brand and product or like highlighting some certain um, SKUs within your assortment. This year we saw the CPCs for sponsored brand ads really expensive. Um, so instead what we were doing for many of our clients were running uh, sponsored product top of search ad placements at a much lower cost and a great customer acquisition cost. So lots of other brands were competitors of our clients were running big sponsored brand ad campaigns, owning the top spots across multiple high volume search terms. But we just found that those CPCs were so much more expensive and lower conversion rate. So that's what we were able that we were able to focus on sponsored brands during Prime Day and have a much, much better uh, advertising cost of sales because we'd put in the work before Prime Day. So that was that's one interesting thing to take away from this year is what did that mix look like for you and how did things perform across the different ad types? Cause that was certainly a big takeaway for us. So overall we recommended pulling back on sponsored brand ads this year. And we, in, in fact we did, we were allocating 11% of ad spend to sponsored brands compared to 16% last year. Um, one thing to note here is sponsored brands do come into play in defensive marketing tactics. So if you, if you want to make sure that a competitor is not conquesting you, bidding on your brand search terms and showing up at the top of search, then that could be important. It really depends on what your goals are, but that's another, another point to make there. Some other highlights and these, again, credit to Ross Walker on my team for putting this together. Manual keyword targeting was our client's number one investment by targeting type this year. We were not running auto campaigns nearly as much. Compared to an average period last month, sales were up 500% while ROAS fell by 13.7%. So that sort of echoes what Perpetua found as well, which was great sales volume, but surprisingly like more cost effective for brands this year, which um, it was a, always a pleasant surprise. Overall costs are higher on Prime Day, but the volume certainly makes up for it. Two more observations from me personally, as I was running through our accounts and, and looking at what the team had been discussing during the event. So 
One overall observation about Vendor Central versus Stellar Central, and I've got lots more to say about this, and we have shared quite a lot in the past about these two models. To, to a large extent, I understand a lot of brands cannot easily click their fingers and make a decision to switch selling models, but just an observation to note that this the reporting on Vendor Central is so slow <laughs> compared to Seller Central, and that makes it so much harder to adjust midway through the event, adjust strategies, adjust advertising budgets and things like that, because we we just can't can't see nearly as quickly how the event is performing. So it's just one of those moments I still surprised when we have a prospective client talk about wanting to be a vendor rather than a seller. It just uh, just makes no sense to me. <laughs> if you are in a position to choose, um, highly recommend looking very carefully at those two options. Always happy to talk about that. Second big trend, and I, I put a podcast and a Forbes article out a few weeks ago on this topic about Prime Day glitches, bloopers, technical issues. This is a high, high volume, high stakes event, not just for brands, but obviously for Amazon. Amazon desperately doesn't want anything to go wrong. This event means so much to them, not just in terms of GMV, but in terms of Prime members signing up. And it's a huge mover of, of the stock price generally. This year it didn't move a whole lot because uh, uh, Prime Day, even though it was extremely successful, wasn't as successful as Wall Street wanted to see it. So the stock price didn't move all too much, but um, historically it has. So they don't want anything to go wrong, but just because there is so much volume, so much going on, stuff does often break. And this year... There were less technical glitches than previously, which was, you know, put our hands up and and say, be extremely grateful for that. So there, there was there were slim issues. I won't say there were no issues. So a few things that we noticed. One was not really any issues with coupons or discounts, which was yes. <laughs> that's always that's always a huge killer when uh a deal doesn't run, we've got to run and update something and, and run a coupon in the back end or something like that. And it's just a just a, a bummer in terms of lost opportunity or a brand sends an email blast out to their whole email list or talks about it on social media and the deal's not running. So um, none of those issues this year. That was great. But there was a couple of uh, advertising issues. One was that... It seemed like spend attribution was slow for campaigns and that echoed a similar issue from Black Friday last year where spend attribution actually just stopped for a couple of days and we didn't know how much was being spent, was being reported completely incorrectly, caused huge, huge issues um, so nowhere near as severe as that issue, but the spend attribution appeared to us at least to be a little bit slow and that makes it hard to adjust strategy throughout the event, slow down spend, increase spend. You want to respond as quickly as you can to, to what you're seeing. Um, 
and that seemed a little more delayed than usual. And the second issue was there was a, um, a new overspend per campaign set default setting. So I think it's a 25% overspend per campaign default, which was recently added. And that appeared to be playing havoc with the budget suggested by Amazon. So we saw multiple instances of suggested budgets being under the actual daily spend, which is very, very odd. And if you didn't know that that was the case or where to look to change that setting, you would have been vastly underspending during Prime Day. So that was one issue um, that we also saw as well. But overall, in terms of glitches and quirks and things like that, this year was very uneventful, which is what you always want for Prime Day. So overall, great year, lots more brands, getting excited, getting in the mix with deals and discounts, seeing that really play through in terms of sales. Advertising was delivered delivered very strongly and affordably for a lot of brands. So overall, great Prime Day, very happy about that. So what does this all mean for the fall Prime Day event last year, 2022? was the first um, ever Prime Early Access Sales event, which got abbreviated to P's. And uh, we have seen messages from Amazon in Seller Central and Vendor Central talking about a full Prime Day event. So it does, you know, it's still not official, but um, all signs point to there being one at the end of the year. It's interesting to think about what that could look like and what the cadence of this year could look like. Of course, we've got Black Friday also comes up quite close to that full Prime Day event, um, which last year we found to be very beneficial because we could actually sort of use those two events together, particularly with advertising, to ramp up for one or the other. So um, more to come on that. I won't, um, I'll come back with some thoughts about the fall prime event in a few episodes time, I guess, as we get a little bit closer about, you know, how you can leverage that the timing of that event um, for for Q3 and Q4. But I'm, I'm super happy to have another bite at the apple again this year. And I hope that your prime day was also very successful too. Thanks for tuning in and um, I'll catch you next week.